You are listening to the CMC Podcast. Join us each week for messages designed to equip, inspire, and motivate. And now for today's message from Pastor Tim Brooks. You bet. Give our band a hand and thank them for leading us into worship. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you. Well, we want to welcome all those that are joining us by podcast, by live stream, by whatever media you're joining us. We're thrilled to have you. Uh, For those who are just joining us, we are in a series on managing our lives. The dictionary gives us the definition of the word manage. It means to exert control over. You exert control over this. I'm going to manage this. I'm going to exert control over this. And somehow, somehow today, many Christians are missing what we want to talk about in this series, managing our life. And, and I think here is the problem, and it's a, it's a legitimate problem, but it's because we haven't explained it or communicated it correctly. Our beginning with God is all grace. How many in here are thankful for God's grace? While you were yet a sinner, I mean, while you were yet a sinner, He died for you. You didn't deserve it. What you and I deserved was a lightning bolt right in the head. That's what we deserved. And we didn't get that. His grace with us doing nothing. He loved us. He sent His Son to die for us. You you can't be perfect enough to earn God's favor. It has to be all God. It has to be all God. While we were yet sinners in our worstest of worst times, it was just grace. I don't know what to tell you. It's just grace. But here is where we miss it. It doesn't end with us doing nothing. It begins with us doing nothing, but it doesn't end there. Go to James chapter 1. When we accept, when we receive what God did by sending Jesus, then begins our part in this daily life. And there's where many Christians are missing this. Yes, we daily have a part that is all on us. All right, let's go over this. Your sins are forgiven. You've been washed clean by His blood. You've been made a new creation. Old things have passed away. That's all God. Now, there is a part that is all you. Oh, it's just not any of me. It's all Jesus. Well, you're right in our salvation. But there is a part of us that has to manage our actions. And there are countless scriptures to look at. When we talk about our actions or what we do, the Bible tells us daily you take up your cross and follow him. See, that's not all God. That's all you. You daily choose this day who you will serve. God loved you while you were a sinner. He sent Jesus, paid the debt of sin for you, died on the cross, set you free. Now, you every day get up and choose Jesus, or you get up and choose the devil. 
But see, that is a day. Choose this day who you will serve. Daily, I crucify myself. Daily, I take up my cross and follow him. On and on and on, these are Bible verses that we could talk about. See, after grace, after salvation, that we did nothing for, now we've got to talk about what we do. And our entire day after salvation is spent managing our actions, managing our part of this. James chapter 1. James chapter 1. Let's verse 22. But don't just listen to God's word. You, you, Y-O-U, you must do what it says. Oh, there is a part that you and I have to do in this. Well, I thought it was all God. It was all God making the penalty for your sin. But now that that is done, get this, you must do what the word says. Otherwise, you're fooling yourself. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, you walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you, does that say? Do. If you do what it says, and don't forget what you heard, all right, here's what I want you to see, here's where I want you to underline. Then God will bless you for hearing it. God will bless you for amening the sermon. No, where does God's blessings come from in your life? It comes from you and I doing the Word. Now, to do that, we got to manage our actions. And, and, and when you are in a church that doesn't teach this, many become very disillusioned with Christianity. Oh, come to Jesus. You'll have peace. Just everybody give your heart to the Lord. You'll have joy. Come to Jesus. You'll have financial blessings. Oh, just come to Jesus. He'll take straighten your marriage out. He'll give you peace. Just come to Jesus. Well, they come to Jesus and not none of that happens. They come to Jesus and they're very disillusioned by the cell that the preacher put on them to come forward and, a- and accept Jesus. I want to tell you, it's the most important decision you'll ever make in your life. It makes a difference between heaven and hell. You need to come and accept Jesus, but then we got to roll up our sleeves and we enter into our part. You w- Do you want joy? Do you, oh, come to Jesus, he'll just give you a great marriage, he'll give you great kids. Okay, do you want a great marriage? Then you'll have to start being nice to your wife instead of a jerk. See, there's some things that we leave out that we're not communicating correctly to the church as we are selling Jesus to the world. Yes, it is a free gift. There's not one thing you can add to salvation. You come and receive Jesus. But now if you want to live in what God has for you, You will be blessed in what you go out here and do. Blessings in this life come from our doing the word, not just hearing it. Now, because we begin with God, with nothing that we do, it's all Jesus, we tend to want to live that way. Did you get that? 
since we begin with God and it's all Jesus, we tend to want to live that way. Jesus just fixed my financial problem while I continue to mishandle my money. See, Jesus, you just fixed my marriage while I continue to be a real jerk in my family. See, Jesus, you just bring me peace while I continue to go out here and stir stink with my gossip in my mouth. See, Jesus, you bring me peace while I do nothing on my part. See, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, it's just all Jesus. I got fired from my job today, but it's just Jesus going to take care of me. I got fired from my job today because I got a smart mouth. But Jesus, I'm just trusting you. Well, we want to trust Jesus, but you're going to have to manage your mouth if you want to be blessed. See, we want to trust Jesus, but you're going to have to show up to work on time if you want to stay employed. See, we're going to trust Jesus. That's our entrance into salvation. But now we're going to have to leave here and quit being mean to our wife and mean to our kids. Is this making sense? Here's what I see happening. Students come to Christian Ministries Academy. They come to Leaders Academy and many other Christian schools and Christian colleges and intern programs. And they graduate from those Christian schools. They graduate from those Christian intern programs. And some graduates go out there and accomplish great things. They have great homes, great families, great marriages, great business. Some of those graduates from Christian school, nothing works for them. It's one job after another. It's one marriage after another, and life does not work for them. What's, what's the difference? It's not going to a Christian school that gets you blessed. It's doing what that Christian school taught you that will get you blessed. And we don't communicate that correctly. Oh, just get your kids in Christian education. Well, yes, you have to do that. But then after you do that, they're going to have to do what the Word says. Because if they go right back out and turn their back on everything that they were taught and live like the devil, then they're going to reap the devil's consequences in their life, regardless of the fact that they graduated from a Christian school. For all of you men that are joining us at Teen Challenge Program. We've got several Teen Challenge programs that are joining us on live stream for their chapel service. It's not having gone through Teen Challenge Program that will get you blessed. It's doing what you were taught while you were in the Teen Challenge Program that will get you blessed. For our interns that are here for nine months living in our dorms, they're here in this ministry. They start their day out with morning prayer. It's a requirement. There's assigned deadlines. They're requirements. They got to clean the kitchen up. There's cleanup rules up there in the dorms where they live. There are music they listen to rules. You you can't listen to this kind of music. We're not going to have that kind of input in your life. There's where you go rules. On Friday night, well, you're off from school, but you don't go to these places. There are places in this town you don't go if you're an intern here. There are Bible reading requirements if you're an intern here. For our Christian Ministries Academy students, there are dress code requirements. There's be on time and attendance requirements. Here's what you got to know. Not any of that will help you if you don't leave here and start your day with prayer, spend time in the Word, 
meet deadlines, wear the proper clothes at the proper place. See, there, there is a doing of the Word, and it's not just going to a Christian intern program or going to a teen challenge program. It's not just going to church on a Sunday morning. It's doing what you heard that brings the blessings in life. Christian Ministries Academy students are experiencing a great time in their life. It's a great season that they're in. Friends and ball games and traveling. and It's a great time in their life. Our interns that have just moved in here, they're about to have a great time in their life. It's a, it's a great time. It's fun, it's, it's exhilarating, it's thrilling, you're surrounded by good people, you've got friends, and it's, it's, it's just the, it, the height of excitement being in our Leaders Academy program. But then they leave here, and they don't associate with godly people. They're not committed to a church. They don't start their day off with prayer. See, there's a reason that you're being blessed while you're here. Here's what happens with kids. Kids that are in a Christian home are blessed because their parents are Christians. They reap the benefit of parents who are not yelling and cussing and drunk and beating them. And see, So they reap the benefits of their parents being Christians. They reap the benefits of their parents being on time their parents being committed and consistent at work, their parents having a regular paycheck. So that leads to blessings for the kids. And then somehow they grow up and never understand that it's not having Christian parents that brings you a lifetime full of blessings. It's you taking that godly input that your parents had and then you going out in your own home, in your own job, in your own life and living that same lifestyle that was an example before you. I I can't tell you. I can't begin to tell you how many people that I've talked to over the years, talked with, and the the subject comes up and, you know, I say, well, I'm a Christian. Are you a Christian? And, And here's what I am told countless times. My grandfather was a pastor. Tim, my grandfather was a pastor. He was Assembly of God pastor. Tim, my great grandfather was a I mean, he's a Pentecostal pastor. I hear about their great-grandfather. Well, are you a Christian? I'm going to tell you one thing. My grandmother is a praying woman. Boy, I've got a grandmother, and she is a praying woman. She's prayed for me, I'm telling you. Uh, well, are you a Christian? Tim, I grew up going to church. I mean, I grew up going to church. My mom drugged me to vacation Bible school. She drugged me to children's church. I grew up going to church. I mean, that's good. But the lifestyle you're living now is bringing untold heartache and crisis and hurt in your life. The only benefit to you being raised in church is if you are now living like you were raised in church. See, don't tell me your grandfather was a pastor like that's going to download some blessings into your life. See, you will be blessed according to what you do, not according to what your grandfather did. 
And somehow or another, we're not getting that communicated to Christians in their Christian walk. Therefore, there's a lot of disillusionment with Christianity. I tried Jesus, it didn't work. Tim, I was in church. I was in church. I tithed, and that stuff didn't work for me. It didn't work for me. Well, you were a hearer only. You, you were a hearer only. You didn't do the Word. Well, let's get going. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 5. Romans chapter 8, verse 5. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about the things that please the Spirit. Okay, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Who is this written to? The heathen in the woods cooking meth in a trailer? No. Who is this written to? It's written to the Christians in the church in Rome. Okay? It's not written to the heathens on the street. This is written to the Christian. Okay. You as a Christian can still be dominated by your sinful nature. You, as a Christian, still can be under the control and dominated by your sinful nature. Or, you, as a Christian, can put your life under control of the Holy Spirit. That's up to you. That's not up to God. That's up to you. Well, I just all Jesus. It's all Jesus that made this a possibility for you. But now it's up to you whether you are going to allow yourself to be controlled by your sinful nature or allow yourself to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. You have to manage your life. What does manage mean? Exert control over it. Because there's times you just want to cuss this guy out. There's times you just want to slam the door and blow gravel all over the... There, see, there are times when you are just... Okay, that's when you exert control over that sinful nature. I want to just scream it. I'm getting a divorce. I'm out of here. Slam that door and grab out of here. Stomp out of here. Whoa, whoa. You're not exerting control over that sinful nature right now. That's why we're talking about managing your actions. Let's read on. Verse 6. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. See, right there is why many are disillusioned with Christianity. Tim, I went to church. I paid my tithe. And nothing worked out for me. Well, it didn't because you let your sinful nature control your mind and that leads to death. I don't care how many times you come to church. I never miss church. And Christianity didn't help me one little bit. It won't unless you stop that sinful nature that's in control of your mind. That will continue to lead to death, destruction, hurt, and pain. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Just come to Jesus. He'll give you life and peace. He will give you an access to life and peace. He'll give you life and peace. You get life and peace by getting control of your mind and let the Spirit control your thoughts. Then that's how life and peace comes to you. 
It's not just by coming down front and repeating a prayer with the preacher. Life and peace comes to you as you control your mind. Okay, get this. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. Just underline that. Write that down. Here's what you need to know. You have, once again, who is this written to? The Christian in the church. At Christian, I mean at Rome. This is who this was written to. Each one of us in here has a sinful nature that is hostile to God. Who am I? What do I have to do? You got to manage that. You got to exert control over it. It never did obey God's laws, and it never will. That's why those are still under control of their sinful nature can never please God. We've got to somehow understand Jesus' part. And I'm going to be the first one to raise my hand. Thank Him for His grace. Thank Him for His love, for His mercy. I didn't deserve it. I didn't earn it. And I am grateful to Him. But now that I've received that, and because what He's done for me, I have got to go out here and exert control over my sinful nature, over my evil thoughts, over my anger, over my temper, over my... Are you getting this? Go to Colossians. Just turn over a few pages from Romans. Go to Colossians chapter 3. Here is why we're doing this study. This study is entitled Managing Your Life. Here's why we're doing this study. Colossians chapter 3. Since you have been raised to a new life with Christ. Is everybody here saved? Anybody here burning in hell forever? Everybody accepted Jesus? Okay, good. All right. Well, you, you don't know. Unless you ask. We're saved. Okay, since you've done that, now I need to talk to you a little bit. Okay, since you've asked Jesus into your heart, let's talk here. Here's what you need to do. Set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Here's what you need to think about. See, since you're saved, here's what you need to think about. That sorry business partner that stole money from you, and when you get the chance... At the first chance you get, uh, God, I'm going to tell I'm going to tear him a new one. If I, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. That's not what you think about. Since you've been saved, here's what you think about. Since you've been saved, here's what you think about. The things of heaven. Not the things of this earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ is your life is revealed, the whole world, you will share in his glory. So... Here's what you do. You put to death the sinful, earthly things lurking within you. You know, that's not a one-time experience. For some of you, you're pretty good people. That's about once a week. For some of you, you're pretty sorry. It's about once a day. For some of you like me, that's about every 10 minutes. Come on, let's be real. That's about every 10 minutes... My anger, or my temper, or my smart mouth, or my thoughts, or go, whoa, 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 hold on. I've got to put that to death. I've got to put that to death. Hold on. Have nothing to do with 
Anybody ever took English and they taught you about the understood subject in a sentence? Have nothing to do with what's the understood subject? Yeah, you. You have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires. Don't be greedy. Why does it tell me don't be greedy? Because you are. That's the reason it says that. The reason it says don't be greedy is because you are. And if you don't get a hold of that, you will be. And you'll act greedy. So, don't be. Well, I'm just, Tim, I'm just struggling. Yeah, don't be. Yeah, okay, stop doing that. Don't do that anymore. A greedy person's an idolater worshiping things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. Now, I like verse 7. You used to do these things. You've done all of these things. I mean, this, you've done a whole list of them. Let's don't bring that up. We'll all have to leave here from embarrassment about what we've done. But you used to do these when your life was still a part of this world. But now your life is not a part of this world. Now you've accepted Jesus. Now you've been forgiven of your sins. Now is the time for you to get rid of anger. I just don't know what to do with my anger when it just, it just comes up and overtakes me. Well, here's what you do with it. Get rid of it. Rage, malicious behavior, slander, dirty language. You, you get rid of that. You take that out of your vocabulary. Don't lie to each other. You've stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Verse 10, put on your new nature. And be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. The title of this series we're in is Managing Your Life. The word manage means to exert control over. What are you doing? You're exerting control over this old sinful nature. I'm putting that off. I'm putting this on. I'm not thinking that. I'm going to think this. In this new life, it just doesn't matter. It don't matter what color your skin is. It doesn't matter what denomination that you belong to. It doesn't matter if you're an employee or employer. Christ is all that matters, and he lives in all of us. Now, since God chose you, okay, let's go back to that grace message. You didn't deserve anything. You didn't earn this. God just chose you. Well, since he chose you to be the holy people he loves, here's your part. You must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy and kindness. That's just not easy for me. I'm not tender-hearted. I don't have mercy. You shouldn't have done that. I mean, that's just my answer. Well, he's sick. We should have taken some vitamins. I, I'm, my nature is not merciful. Well, this tells me I got to be merciful, so I got to work on that. See, I have to work that into my nature. Kindness. Humility. Gentleness. Somebody read that for me. I I can't say that next word. Patience. Verse 13. Make allowance for each other's faults. I ain't nobody going to treat me like this. I'll tell you, quit. I'm leaving this place. I'm going to get out. Well, come on, come on. Everybody's not perfect. Make allowances for each other's faults. They have faults. 
Your boss isn't perfect. Your kid's teacher isn't perfect. Your neighbor's not perfect. Let's make allowances for each other's faults. Forgive anyone who offends you. Now, here's what I don't like. Just remember, the Lord forgave you. Oh. See, the Lord forgave you, so why are you walking around here with unforgiveness in your heart toward anybody else for anything they've done? After what all the Lord has forgiven you of, and you have the audacity not to forgive somebody else, above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ, I'm just telling you, we're in a tough time in this world. We're in a tough time, and if you're looking for this world to bring you peace, if you're looking for situations that we face to bring you peace, if you're looking for your job to bring you peace, you're in trouble. Get this. Let the peace that comes from Christ. See, this doesn't come from your situation. It doesn't come from your circumstances. It does, peace does not come from where you work. Peace comes from Christ. And you let that rule in your heart because we're all one body and we're called to live in peace. And always, always, always be thankful. Always be thankful. God, I'm so grateful. You know, if we could become more thankful, it would be amazing what all of the troubles that we have disappear. You're jerked up about this, and you're jerked up about that, and you've got a problem with this, and you've got... You know, if you... God, thank you. Thank you for the life I'm living. Thank you for the health that I have. Thank you for where I live. Thank you for my home. Thank you for a car. I didn't walk here. Thank you for a job. Thank you for what money is in my pocket. We're not hungry. Not everybody can say that. In in air condition, not everybody can say that. God, I've got a blessed life. Thank you. When you get a thankful heart, it will shock you at how many things that you're jerked up about just disappear. I'm just grateful. We got a good life. We've got a good life. We've got a blessed life. I'm grateful to you, Lord. Come on, be thankful and watch peace come in your heart. We're talking about managing our life. We're talking about gaining control. Why does the Scripture spell this out so clearly to us? Because our sinful nature is bent this way. Our sinful nature will take over at the drop of a hat. That's why we have to exert control over that and let the Spirit, the Holy Spirit that's within you, let Him be your ruler and your guide. And if you don't, boy, that flesh will run away with you in a heartbeat. Your flesh will run away, and you'll be slamming a door. You'll be spinning your tires. You'll be mad. Those veins will start popping out of your neck in a heartbeat if you don't get control over that. Here's what has to happen in your life. For you to experience peace, for you to experience joy, 
for you to live the blessed life that God has for you, you'll have to take what you've been taught by your parents, if they were godly, or by your godly teachers, or by your pastors. You'll have to take what has been taught by your children's pastor, by your youth pastor. By, see, you'll have to take what has been taught by your godly mentors and then go and implement that in your life. And, and it's just sad to me to see people that are disillusioned with Christianity because nobody ever told them that. They wanted Jesus to do all of it for them, and when he didn't, they are, they're upset at the church. They're upset at Jesus. Well, there is no God, and I don't even believe he exists. I tried that mess, and it didn't work for me. It's because they didn't take you past the grace message. They didn't take you past Jesus paid it all. He did it all for you. Absolutely, he did. Absolutely, he did. And now, since you have had that, here's your part. You know, I see too many people leave where they were the happiest, where they were, life was working for them. And they don't do, they don't continue to do what they were doing when they were the happiest. See, they're happy. Life is working for them, so they think I can go out here and do a little of this. So I think I can go out here and do a little of that. So I think I'll go out here and do me a little more of this. So I think I'll go out here and do me a little more of this. Wait, 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 wait. You forgot what you were doing when you were the happiest. You were there for a while, no guilt, no worry. You were enjoying your day. You were happy. What happened? You're just a little of the world. Well, let me go. I had just a little fun on Friday night. Well, I had just a little fun last weekend. Well, just a little fun. And then you wake up, and you're back in the pit of despair. You're depressed. You're eat up with guilt. You are eat up with worry. You have no friends. You're at the end of your rope. What happened? You quit doing what you were doing when you were the happiest. It never ceases to amaze me. The wheels run off of people's lives, and they're mad at God. They're mad at God. I went to church. I had my kids in Christian school, and now look what happened. Well, going to church and having your kids in a Christian school is a very, very wise decision. But if you want to live a blessed life, if you want to live a blessed life, you will have to not be a hearer only. You'll have to be a doer of the Word. And every day, your job, your part, is to manage your actions. Y'all stand. Lord, tonight we're, first of all, so grateful that we did not get what we deserve. Thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for paying the penalty for our sin that we couldn't pay. Thank you for tearing the veil that separated us from you. Thank you, Lord, that we have entrance and access to your presence. Thank you, Lord, for a new life. Thank you for washing me clean. Thank you for giving me a brand new beginning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, Lord, I roll up my sleeves and I do my part. I begin to exert control over my actions. Lord, my actions have got to come in line with your word. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord, as I 
manage and control that sinful nature that wants to cause me to do things that don't produce peace and don't produce joy in life. Tonight, Lord, we honor you and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you and have a good week. You have been listening to the CMC Podcast. For more information about CMC, our different conferences, Christian school, college internship, resources, and more, go to cmchurch.com. 